Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You were listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. Email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit our website to recoveryradiokmp3.com and to get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. And I am glad. so grateful I have no desire to drink and I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut it is delicious I even have a little spoon for some holiday cheer if you celebrate Christmas Merry Christmas I thought I'd do a special bonus episode today for anybody who might need it today. Haven't talked about it in a really long time, but my first Christmas sober was pretty incredible. It ended incredible, I should say. My first Christmas sober was... A lot like today is looking to be in a lot of ways. I'll tell you what I mean by that. My first sober Christmas, I spent a lot of time at these marathon meetings. Just looking at the floor, looking at, looking at the carpet, hearing people share about their struggles with their families about their struggles with the holidays. And I was just sober a couple months and I had had a spiritual awakening of some kind. And, but I was still scared to death. I was still confused. I was still felt very alone. I still felt very, I don't know. It was just a real trip, you know, and came home. This room I was renting and person I was, the person from whom I was renting the room had a little Charlie Brown kind of tree. And that was the only thing 
It was lighted up in the whole house. And I came home and I just, that I was taken by this tree. It was a really lousy tree. And I thought about Christmas. I thought about what it meant to me. And I thought, it's probably a day to celebrate how I'm supposed to be every day. In part. And so I thought about the best gift I ever received in my life and what that was. And right away, it came to me. It was a letter from somebody. It was a very personal letter from someone that I wasn't particularly close with, but it was so loving and detailed and just really felt so good to be told such nice things by someone who didn't even really know was paying attention. At the time, I didn't have any money. So I remember I got some, I got a box of like really cheap cards and I just thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to put on some music, got a record player. I'm going to sit down and put on, put on some music and I'll start writing cards. And if you come into my mind, if you, if I feel you in my heart, you're getting a card. That's the only rule. It's going to be sincere. I don't care. I'm not going to try and play God and decide, you know, who would want one or who wouldn't or what your reaction might be. None of that self-centered bullshit. I told myself just, if I have a loving feeling towards you, I'm, you're getting a card. That's it. Simple as that. So I sat down and listen to music and it stirred me and I started writing all these cards and and then in the following days I you know went around and gave out these cards a lot of them were you know in the spirit of this gift they were as surprising to the people I gave them to as the one that I had gotten was to me the the note I got the letter I got that was so such a surprise because I wasn't I was never would expect it it to come from someone who gave it to me. So anyways, I went around town and, and what I do remember about it was one of the cards was to this guy who worked at the post office and I saw him in the post office um, during the day, being so nice to people who were just treating him like trash. And I saw it multiple times. So he came into my heart. So I said, I'm going to write him a card. So I wrote him a card. I remember roughly what it said. It says something along the lines of, thanks for your kindness. It matters.
I didn't know this person from a hole in the wall. He was a younger guy. I don't know. Late 20s. I, at the time, was 18. And um, ran in there, gave it to him, ran back out to my car and starting up my car. And he comes running out. He comes running out frantically. Tears running down his cheeks. I roll down the window and he just shakes my hand and profusely thanks me. That's my first sober Christmas. I had an experience that was really, I knew that my life was not I knew that I was just lucky to be alive and that my life was, I just saw things outside of myself for the first time. I was really starting to have a a lot of potent experiences in the world. And that was one of them. I still think about that every Christmas. Maybe you celebrate Christmas, maybe you don't. Maybe you celebrate a different holiday. For me, Alcoholics Anonymous is all about love. I mean, in in working with others, it says... If somebody doesn't want to do this, encourage them to follow their own conscience. Don't force them. Don't push them. Don't prod them. Don't control their lives. Do the opposite of that. We have no monopoly on God. We're not God hogs. We're just sharing what helped us. If you want it, great. If you don't, great. We found these steps. They help us find a connection with this power greater than us that allows us to be more loving. If all this stuff is not allowing me to be more loving, something's wrong. Because that's that's the point. I think. My next sober Christmas, I remember it was December of 1990. I was an elder statesman of 19 years old. And I remember I was walking past this church near my house, and there was a choir. hear it faintly trickling through the windows and I'm a musician and I thought to myself I'm going to make 
this year I'm going to make a Christmas album for people. And I'm going to have a choir. <laughs> so bold, right? I didn't know a choir. I didn't have recording equipment. I didn't know a choir. I didn't know how to play Christmas songs. But because of staying on a course of vigorous action and staying out of self as best I could and concentrating on love, which always builds and constructs, I did end up making a Christmas album. I think there was eight songs on it. There was a choir on it. I forget how that all came to be, but I did track down a choir and I was standing in this room with my guitar and there was like, you know, I think there was like six people in the choir, five people maybe. And they were all singing. Hail, hail was one of the songs. God, you rest, you mere gentlemen was one of the songs. Silent Night. And I used my friend's... Um, four track recorder to do it and it just sounded terrible there was a big hiss going through it and you know I don't know what the hell I was doing but I did I think I made like eight or nine cassettes little Christmas things a little snowy village on the front of the cassettes I think I still have one of them somewhere and you know, what did that mean? I don't know. It wasn't good. No one talks about it. No one has it. Well, I'm talking about it right now. <laughs> but that was my second sober Christmas. <laughs> That's what I think about then. Just trying to stay in a zone where I'm looking what I can for what I can contribute. That was a big theme for the first time in my life too. Go somewhere, see what you can add to it. See what you can contribute to it. Don't shut that thought down. Be open to it. Go there in the mindset of what can I add to this occasion? Not what's in this for me. How can I increase the pleasure of the people there? When you learn that people are ang have anxiety, it's... I don't know. Go try to be a soothing force. Those are the things I thought about. So I don't know what you're doing today. I'm going to head over to some marathon meetings. And um, love every second of it. I'm going over there with some friends who are part of the fellowship that I personally crave. They have really sick senses of humor. Really sick. Really dark and distorted and really, really sick. And they're also the nicest people I know. And they're also dead serious about staying on a course of vigorous action. So I love them. That's what I'm going to do. So. 
Thank you to my unicorn. Give a shout out to Chelsea and all the Canadians. And to Dave. To Richard. Katie. Taylor. Lucy. does need to hear it. Everything is okay. Hope you have a really, really beautiful day. Try and make it beautiful. I do not know why my life was saved. I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I